So it's funny. Amber Heard lost ten million dollars, and everybody in the world found out she shits them. Yeah. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Talk about an epic fail across the board. Oh yeah. But welcome to another Magic City Podcast. What's going on, everybody? For those of you looking at us on YouTube or Spotify, yep. uh, make sure to like and subscribe. For those of you listening on our 202 streaming platforms. 202 this time. A new one, nice. 202. We did pick up a new one. It's from Atlantis. Yes. So, you know, we're good there. <laughs> um, for those of you tuning in for the first time, we are... Paul, Magic City Comics. George, Marvel, Poppy. Jimmy, J. Mark Collectibles. And before Paul cuts me off in the intro, he wants to say something. Slap that uh, that bell, the notification bell, leave a comment, do all that good stuff that we always do to appease the algorithm gods. Did he just say slap that bell? Slap the bell. He said slap the bell. Slap the bell, smash the bell, (laughs) click on the bell. (laughs) Slap. Uh, I'm just seeing you like like, slapping a bell at your house. (laughs) Slap him. Hey, if you're on an iPad, you go bam. So we got an interesting one today, guys. Mm -hmm. Stick with us. We're going down the rabbit hole, and it's a good one. So we've been working on this one for uh, for a week and a half now. So <clears throat> there have been a lot of changes in the grading company sites, specifically CGC. So we're going to go down this rabbit hole based on their announcement that they mentioned the other day. So CGC recently implemented some changes that they're going to change the label and what they note on the label. Correct. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about it. Why would they do something like this? George? Well, we know why, don't we? They mentioned that they spoke to prominent members and decided that there were some things they wanted to not have on the label before for sake of simplicity because it's already noted in the greater notes. So eliminate redundancies. Right, right, redundancies. The prominent members is the... Prominent members. That's, that's as, the key to all of this. Yeah, and we all know when they mean prominent members, they're talking about sellers, high-volume sellers. Of course. Because the prominent members, buyers want more up front right correct and as those prices go up that helps cgc too because they on certain books like those higher tier books they charge a percentage of market value yep not not just a flat fee to grade those books yeah paul why do you think they're doing this there's got to be a it's this there's like there has to be a money grab to this there has to be some sort of money making scheme behind it to omit these these verbiages from the labels and the reason they give us is because they already offer free, quote-unquote, greater notes. So, yeah. So, this actually goes back to December 2021 when they put out a press release that before, if you've been in the industry for a while, you know that they used to charge you $5 for greater notes. Right. If it wasn't a book that you submitted. Yeah, if it wasn't a book that you submitted and if they were even available. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember paying $5 for a book that was a 7.0, that there were no greater notes. Right. And that caught me off guard. Got a refund on the $5, so no harm, no foul there, but still. So this goes back to December 2021 that they said that they offer free greater notes. Now, free ain't free. Free ain't free. Yeah, free ain't free. Guys, if it's a free lunch, you're always spending something. It's called opportunity costs. Um, It's only free to the people that have paid memberships. Correct. There's a free tier on, on CGC that allows you to submit books. But not but get greater you can, notes. You can look. You can look up the 
the number to make sure that, that it is a legit certified book, but you can't see greater notes. You definitely can't see greater books, uh, notes now unless you, I don't even know if, if you could pay for them. They still gave no, you no. You have to that, be a that's gone. paid member. So now you have to be a paid member, and the lowest tier is twenty five dollars. Right. Yeah. So they gave you free grader notes, but now everybody has to pay to see them. Right. So, so which yeah. I, I on one hand it's it's an added value if you're already a member, and that's being a CGC member. That's great if you're constantly sending books. Correct. But realistically, most people have a membership for like me. I have a membership for a year. I might submit two or three times, and then that's it. I won't renew it unless I'm going to send books. Right. Then that's just why why send money if I'm not going to use it. Right. Yeah. So this all started back then, and I think we're not done. I think we might get more announcements later on <clears throat> at the end of this year. But going back to the official announcement, it said, based on feedback from prominent members of the collecting community, it reduces the number of defects that are identified on the comic label. And then they said that, hey, you know, free greater notes, free access to greater notes, but only on paid memberships. So they're giving you something for free, but you have to pay for it. And you have to go through them. You have to go through them. Or you have to go through what George does is <laughs> reach out to one of us that we're paid members right. yeah. to get the free greater notes. But you still have to go through them. Yeah. Somebody's got to go through the CGC database and look this up. Well, yeah. but I mean, with any, with any grading right. company, you have to go through their database because right. that's where it is. Yeah. Now, they want to reduce the redundancy that's being eliminated by presenting it on the label. What redundancy is there? From an operational standpoint, you're not saving anything. You're not saving any time. You're not saving any efficiencies because all those greater notes are already on the label, on the greater notes right. attached to the book. So the redundancy that's being done is you're removing key factors that might affect a buyer to buy the book or the purchase price. Yep, correct. From the seller. So we wrote down here a couple of the bigger ones, guys. Uh, some of the stuff that we actually look for when we buy books because... Paul, are all 3.0s the same? No, no. And no grade is the same. Now, why is that? Why would because you, you can have a 3.0 that's complete. You can have a 3.0 that's incomplete. You can have a 3.0 that's missing a coupon, that's missing a Marvel Value stamp, that has a cutout. I mean, there's a whole bunch of factors that a, are... A detached cover? That has a detached cover. There's tape on the cover. I mean, there's so many factors that go into the actual grades. And they're all still full blue labels. Right. And they're all still 3.0s, but they're not all the same. Right. Correct. Because me personally, I would rather pay a little bit more for a complete 3.0 that has the pinup, that has everything attached, just, you know, the wear and tear of the book versus a 3.0 that might look better but is missing the pinup, has the Marvel Valley Sam cut out. It's absolutely, I agree. Right. So going back to the list, some of the big ones that they say is staples after manufacturing. So that means that the staples might have come off or they're rusted. And the person took out the staples and put new staples. Right. Mm -hmm. um, staples removed. That's a big one. Right. Detachments. One of the biggest ones that I saw here was a fully split spine will no longer be listed on the label. Right. I think that's messed up. Why? Because you can't see. Let's say you're purchasing it online. Even even if you're in person, that's hard to see on a slab because you have that thick part. So it's hard to tell. You'd have to look into the notes to see if if it's available. You're taking away the ability from a buyer to look at it quickly. Right. You now have to look at your phone. Yeah. If you're at, let's say you're at a con or somewhere, and it's notorious when at convention centers 
Sometimes the Wi-Fi is down or it's not mm-hmm. available. You have to pay extra for it. Mm-hmm. Or there's no signal. We've been to plenty of those. There might be a convention center in a remote area right. and, the, and the cell service sucks. Now you have to rely. You have to rely on the seller to be like a, a, a legit businessman and not trying to, you know, sneak some books off inventory that have issues. Which, full disclosure, the majority of the people that we have dealt with are legit sellers. Right. You always that, but there are, but there's always, you do have those few bad apples. You, you, there's always a possibility of you landing into that one person who's trying to be sly and trying to pawn off books that he hasn't been able to sell because it has some kind of issue. Absolutely. That you might not be able to find out until after. Oh, look at eBay. I mean, there's a bunch of scammers on eBay to, yeah. that might not list... Or they might even list the greater notes and might put it in bogus ones. Yeah. And you think you're getting the the greater notes for that book and you're not. Yeah, actually, some of the more prominent members, well, I don't want to use that word prominent. Some yeah. of the trusted sellers. Trustworthy sellers. On right. IG have actually been saying, I don't agree with this. Here are all the greater notes. Right. And this person we've all dealt with, so we know they're legit. Right. We know that they stand to it. But one of the other things that you missed is, not only can you not see it because of the casing, it's double wrapped because it has a, right. it's in the plastic, yeah, the, the inner plastic well film, the, the inner well. Sorry, yeah. that's what it was, and then the other casing. So if it's tight enough, it might look like right. it's right. completely you attached. You um, tape that unless tape is on the cover, you really don't know if it has tape anywhere mm-hmm. else in the book. Right. Correct. Uh, miscuts, which miscuts are you had a perfect example of this, George. I'm assuming this falls under that. And I had a book once. Uh, it was a Wolverine book. One of the pages inside came from the manufacturer. Um, it was perfectly folded. But when you opened the book and got to that page, the bottom right corner would fold out. And it was like the original page that had been cut out from, that section was still there. But the but the machine had folded it. So it looked it looked, it looked looked nice and fine. When you got it, it was a miscut. There was a, a whole section of, of the rest of the paper sticking out. Yeah. Which that doesn't really... I don't think a lot of people mind that if there's yeah. more to the book than less. Yeah. Right. So, um, miscuts and then puzzles or coupons filled out. This is very prominent with um, older books, yeah. the Golden Age and the Silver Age books because they did have crosswords or little puzzles, connect the dots. Sea monkeys, bro. That's how you ordered your sea monkeys. <laughs> Paul, how many sea monkeys did you order in your and, lifetime? Uh, the x-ray glasses. The x-ray glasses, yeah. <laughs> the pet rock. The pet rock. The pet rock was big. I wonder how many kids got like frustrated when they got that those x-ray glasses yeah. and they did nothing. Yeah. I can't see her titties. <laughs> there was a lot of school boys. We do know to, that it was ninety nine percent boys that were, yeah, we're trying to get those to go to school and look at the girls. Oh, and then they're like, "I got bad glasses." Like, yeah, yeah. everyone's just like, "Oh, just get another pair." Yeah. What was that? Like the fifties, right? Yeah, extra glasses. Yeah. Silly. So, another thing that they're not going to list on the book is if it's incomplete, and if that incomplete affects the story or does not affect the story. Those to me are the big ones. Yeah. yeah. The other ones, eh, I can I can, I can see why they would not list those on the label. But those, I think those are the big contributing factors to whether you buy a book or not yeah. buy a book. Yeah. The funny thing is, they say they will CGC will continue to identify on the label any significant missing pieces. Now, significant could mean two different things to two different people. It's a very vague word. Right. We all agree here that missing a Marvel value stamp is significant. Yes. But CGC might say, hey, it's on ad pages. It doesn't really affect the story. Whether we care if it's in there or not. Right. So they, they won't list it. They'll just list it. They won't even list the incomplete or missing Marvel value stamp. They'll well, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know, know if they value that as significant or not. Well, right. But we'd have based to on find. what they say there, 
it could fall under the we're not going to list it on the incomplete anymore so we're not even going to exactly. mention marvel valley stamp missing yeah. they're also going to mention that they're not going to mention when parts are missing from the interior of a comic so that goes back to a pinup they're not going to list right yeah so your poison ivy yeah poison ivy 181 which is notorious right. for missing the pinup it's not going to be listed on the label now Full disclosure, it's all going to be listed on grader notes, but that comes at a cost as well. Yes. So as opposed to if we're all at cons and you're just looking at the back wall, you're like, oh, shit, they have a Poison Ivy. Is it missing pinup or not? And going to George's point, like, we were just recently at Megacon. The Wi-Fi sucked. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. And we had some dealer friends over there. They're like, yeah, they're charging us $200 a day, right. I think is what they said. So it's it's presenting a problem for the buyers. It's all seller favored. Yeah. Well, it's an added hoop you got to freaking go through that you got to jump through to be able to get an accurate description of what the book you're looking for has or doesn't have. Yeah. My my main issue with this, though, that if they're saying that the prominent members were the ones that you know, wanted certain these things taken away from the from the label. That, to me, is questionable. Well, the why you know on why, that is... You know why they're doing it. To <laughs> not have to display this right. when they're selling it. Not no. just prominent members and sellers. I think this also benefits CGC. Yes. And we'll get to that now. So my whole thing is like the prominent members, who are these people? Why can't you list them out? Right. You know, like when you're very vague like that, it throws into question what you're doing. Right. Because what they consider a prominent member might be somebody that a lot of people have had bad interactions with. Or ba- vice versa, a prominent member might be somebody that's actually valued and, um, what's the other word? Uh, trusted? Trusted in the community. And there are some that we think are there. There's some that we think are also not there because it doesn't benefit them. Yeah, but you got you to gotta think, too, some of these prominent members, <clears throat> they're going to be these big auction houses, these big websites that sell books. It's not just like, you know, particular sellers. I'm sure there's a bunch of them in there. But the big boys there got to be all these big companies, these big oh, yeah. entities that that sell books. To be real, heritage, heritage, you Is know, potentially my my comic shop, my comic shop, or no, uh, my slabs. All the people that partner up with CGC, yeah, those are the prominent members that have a lot to say in this whole issue with the labels. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, a prominent members. Is it a hundred? Is it ten? Is it a cabal? Is it yeah? Is, is it just like five? Is it just five very big prominent members right. of CGC of their community, or is it two hundred? Like we don't know. Or is it people within CGC themselves? Exactly. Yeah. It might not even be anybody externally. Yeah. It might just that, be that's, that's the word they use, right? The word they use. Now, guys, this all lends itself to interpretation. But the more vague you are, the more you're opening yourself up to criticism. Correct. As opposed to if you would have said, "Hey, prominent members, some of which are." Okay, now you know where this is coming from, but by keeping that vagueness in there, yeah, you're you're allowing people to do podcasts like we do. Exactly. <laughs> well, same thing. That's why they're vague about what's what you know when when it comes to what they're labeling too. Yeah, it's vague. It gives them leeway to include things or not include things. Yeah, because what's important to them, we don't know. We have to see if anything's if it, if anything's been submitted since then that that it would have something missing that's that's prominent. Like for example, a missing value stamp. We'd have to find one if it's still being listed on, on stuff that's submitted. Well, and unfortunately, you're gonna, we're going to hear the story of somebody that went to a con, bought a book, thinking it was clean label, and then when they went back, at some point, they found the greater notes, and they found that it's incomplete, that it's missing this, that it's missing that, and now they're going to be pissed because they probably paid the price of it being complete, Yeah, and when they shouldn't have. 
Yeah, because now you can't sit there and look at it. We've seen books, raw books, so like we're going to get a great deal. And unless you start flipping through it, you don't know what's missing pages. Right. Sometimes the sellers don't even know they're right. missing pages. We've little, seen that. Little word of advice, guys. If you're ever going to buy a raw book, have the person you're buying it from open it and show it to you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because Count. if you, you know, tape, you're never faster than tape. That's one yeah. of Paul's favorite things. You know, they might purposefully not take it out. Be like, oh, no, I don't want to take it out. That should raise a red flag. So now you got now the same steps and the same procedures you take when you're buying a raw book, you have to do with the slabs. Yeah, just different, but yeah, you still have now to you have to go online. Out. If you don't have Wi-Fi and you don't have a signal, then walk away, man, because you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. yeah. You do not know what you're getting. And then I'll, when you get home and you finally have signal and you look it up, you might be disappointed. Unless you have a seller that's willing to look up the book there with you and show you, right. hey, listen, it's... Yeah, you know, hey, you paid for the internet. Right. Bring it up. Yeah. Right. And then if they bring it up, hey, perfect. You know, you're, you know you're dealing with somebody that's not trying to hide anything because yeah. you can't hide anything. The only thing right. I see now is that that becomes now a hassle for sellers at cons if you have a, a line building up and you have to stop and what you're doing and... Oh, well, hopefully that if it's a prominent seller or if it's a prominent member that wanted that, then yeah. you got to eat it. Then yeah. <laughs> that or have, or have more people in the booth so that you can you can focus on this one person while someone else is there. Or yeah. shit. I mean, I know it's a pain in the ass, but print it, print out the, print it, the greater print notes it. and slap it on there every book. See, but you could also adjust those printouts and think you're still buying it. Well, true. You I mean, at that, but at that point, someone like I, somebody went out of their way to scam you. Then yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I go, CGC, is this one of your prominent members? Yeah. Because I just got, because the printout shows you that that PDF that comes out shows you the greater notes plus every, all the information of the book. Right. So the, the, the certification number is attached to it along with everything else. So it's been fudged. Yeah. Even I mean, personally, I would want to see the actual website. Yeah. Not a printout. And you know what? It could be like, hey, here's the printout, but let me pull it up on my phone so you can see it as right. well. That's like, okay, that's something we would do because right. when we recently had the Golden Age uh, horror collection that we picked up, we put on there, hey, guys, spine split two-thirds of the way. Right. Hey, guys, missing this cutout, missing the back page. Like We were purposeful in showing everything possible because they were all raw books. Right. They're all older, so you don't want to be handling them, especially on camera, right. when we know some things don't translate as well. Mm -hmm. So going back to the original topic of the podcast why would they do something like this why there are well, a lot of reasons why there's <laughs> a bunch of reasons and we know one of the main ones is you're now driving traffic to cgc site but before we even get there this started this is part of a multi-step plan i think because they've just addressed the comics they've started doing trading cards and um video games video games and VHS. Well, they're right? going to do VHS now because we saw they've been looking for people that, yeah. that can grade VHSs. Yeah, so, that's so they're coming. doing VHSs now. Right. So does that mean that they're going to start doing this for video games and they're going to say, hey, uh, manual, not in box, you know, little things like that. Like, where does this end? Yeah, but true. starting in 2021, smoke and mirrors, it's a marketing technique. I'm going to give you something for free, but not really. Right. So that's number one. Number two. You have to take a look at this from three point of views. The seller, the buyer, and CGC themselves. Mm -hmm. You want to go down the advantage of the seller, Paul? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> so, seller, it's just the advantage to potentially sell a book higher due to missing commentary on the label. Of course. So you don't you yeah. don't have to now show that there's things that might they're missing. You don't have to mention it unless the buyer's asking. I would hope that if the buyer asked, they provide this information. 
but now you're putting it all on the buyer so that if they bought something they didn't they didn't they didn't like they're like well you should have looked it up yeah they're, they're now putting that on the buyer to do the to do all the research so they can't come back and tell them well you know i just put it out there you could have looked up and it was just going back to paul's point how all 3.0s are not the same right, right. so you're selling a 3.0 but you know you could be selling it on the high end trying to deceive right. the person um from a buyer's point of view i could do that one <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Paul. Go for it. <laughs> but as a buyer, you can't trust what Jordan said, you can't trust the sellers. You have to go to the website and actually read the CGC notes for, for yourself. Because yeah. not all grades are created equal. So that 3.0 might be missing pages, might be coupon cut. You don't know. Yeah. So now you have to have that extra layer of research. And it's not the I don't want us to think that we're inherently distrustworthy of people. But when you're purchasing some of these bigger books, you have to be. Speak for yourself. No, but you have to be. <laughs> like, I'm dropping 200 bucks. Okay, fine. 200 bucks, anybody, you know, you spend that one night out going out to dinner. But when you're dropping over 5Gs on a book, like, hey, I want to make sure I know what I'm buying. When yeah, you're dropping even, even over 500 on a book. But even the kid that goes and saved up his $200 to buy his first book. Agreed. You know, it's, it's just because... It, it, the value of the book doesn't matter. It's it should be the the actual essence of it. What you have on the book, you know, you want to buy what you're paying for. Yeah. Well, you want to get what you're paying for. That's CGC say. also going. Well, you know, you want to spend your money, spend the extra twenty five dollars right. to get all the notes. And it's cool if you're on eBay because on eBay you more than likely have time. Right. You can actually do the research. If you're but online, if you, yes, you're doing. This. If you're at a con, and there's people there, and there's people around, the bad, the Wi-Fi is bad. You know, it's crowded. There might be people looking for the same book that you're looking at. Now it's a little bit. Of, it changes a little bit. Now you have a little bit more pressure. The problem is that. Oh, I have no pressure. Hey, let the line build up behind me. I don't care. No, but I'm, I'm saying about if somebody's drop looking some cash, if you and me are looking at the same book, and you know who's first to buy it, because my internet was faster than yours, and I got it first. You know, so there's a little bit more pressure added to the, to the transaction. And for ninety nine percent of the books that we're looking for, there's more out there. Right. You do have those rare situations. You do have those rare golden age books that are yeah. just fewer and far between. You know, little things like that. Books that don't pop up too often right. for sale. But, but yeah. how frustrating would it be? If you, let's say you're in that and there's someone there and you have to walk out of the convention to get a signal. No, and it's it, just going back to the, just thinking about one of the recent like uh, little mini cons that we went to here. We were looking at a Simpsons Lego set and somebody else was looking at uh first. Or somebody else was looking at the same time, and the seller was like, hey, whoever gives me the money first right. gets to yeah. pick the better version. It's a little fucked up, yeah. but it's true. <laughs> but I get it. You know, he's a seller. He's just there like whoever gets the first. Which I whoever get, No, he said whoever, whoever gets, gets, gets me the cash first right. Right. gets to pick because there were two. Right. Yeah. So gets to pick the one that's in better condition. I understand that. You're both you're both paying for it. So, yeah, whoever pays yeah. first right. gets first dibs on on. Yeah, so they if yeah. Paul has better signal than I do, if you have a newer phone that can pick it up faster. Or if your carrier, for some reason, is better up there than, right. than the other one, which happens too. Yeah, between Sprint, AT&T, whatever it is. Yeah. So, it puts the buyer in a different situation yes. than it would have in the past. So... But now the buyer is going into CGC, logging in and looking up this label to get greater notes. Mm -hmm. Q rabbit hole. <laughs> so, guys, we all, we all know this isn't what we do um, all the time. We do have different jobs. I work predominantly with data. Right. So let's go down that rabbit hole a little bit further. <laughs> so now, perfect example. Me and Paul don't know each other. 
we're both looking up the same label. So what does that do? Labels that we wouldn't have looked up in the past are now getting hit right. to the CGC database. Right. So now CGC is compiling information. Of which books are, are getting looked at. More. Mm-hmm. Because they were always doing it in the past, but now you're doing it more. Because now you're at a con. Let's pretend. Let's use AF15 as a perfect example. Right. A mega con. We saw a lot of slabbed AF15s. Mm-hmm. So now what they're doing is they're getting all these members that are potentially interested enough to look up the label. Because let's be real. I see an AF15 9.0. I'm not going to look up the label because I'm not going to drop the hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars for that. <laughs> right. But if you look it up an AF15 2.0, right. now you have potentially 20 different people. Let's just use a number. 20 different people that hit the CGC database in the same weekend, in the same location, looking up the same grading notes. Yep. I don't know. I, you know, I, I want to dig into this a little bit further because why would they want that information? Well, information is power, right? Information well, is, it is key. The, not, not only do they have your information, now they can see if a book is starting to pick up steam, if more people are interested in a specific book. Let's say that I have 15 in the Megacon, right? Well, what if the following week, they're getting hits on that same book now. Or oh, the following month, now another convention, there's another 30 people. Hey, is the market going up for this book? Are people now more interested? So I think it leads us down so many different well, lines. That's just one, yeah. Number one, it identifies the books that people are, are viewing mm-hmm. more because now you have to look it up. Right. Okay. Number two. It identifies the users that originally submitted that book, whether they're buyers or sellers. True. Because let's pretend, <coughs> perfect example, me and George. Let's pretend George sends in a book. He looks up his own label just to see the greater notes, and he keeps it in his PC. That book's not going to get hit again. Right. Now, let's pretend I send in a book, and now that book's getting 10 to 20 different views every weekend or every month. That means, okay, this is either listed somewhere for sale or he's traveling the con circuit mm-hmm. to sell it. So Jimmy's a seller. So Jimmy is predominantly a seller. Well, so, they'll also see if, if there's other books now being hit that you have. Right? Yeah, because they might see that AF15. They yeah. might also see the FF1 and X-Men 1, you know. Whatever other books. books that were, that were even, even if they're not big books, right. they start seeing that all these certifications that are linked to you are being searched. Hey, this is a seller. Right. Yeah. Because they weren't, they were getting this data before, but now they're getting better data. Yeah, they're getting more targeted data. Exactly. So it identifies who's buyers and who's sellers in their database, which you could have extrapolated before, but now you have concrete, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it identifies which books are being viewed and where. I think that's the big one. Because, that's huge. That's huge. Because if all these pings came from Orlando the weekend of Megacon, CGC could identify, hey, you know what? Megacon was heavy on AF-15s. Right. We didn't get as many Hulk ones, Daredevil ones, X-Men ones. Right. So. Well, then they have to find out, is it because they weren't there or people weren't interested in them? Well, that that's always going to be the case. Right. So that sort of puts those books into the pre-label situation. Now, the post-label situation, you know what people are looking at, meaning the post-label, the announcement on May 25th. Yeah, it's the, the post-label like, is giving them more data. Yes. Right. Like, they were still always collecting data. They're still data. getting, right? Yeah, but I'm saying, like, what if 
do they do they also have collect data from like MegaCon? Do they say, hey, do, do, do the sellers say, hey, we sold these that or whatever? Like, is there some kind of survey that they give the? So, are you saying the, the prominent members have weekly meetings? No, I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just saying. I got these cons. It if could they be, really want to know, do they fill out a survey that says, hey, I, I sold these books? Let's be real. So these prominent know. members, whether they're CGC or actual members, are in bed with each other, and they probably do have recaps. They probably do have like, hey, guys, I saw I saw one Hulk one. Right. But you know what? Every other booth had an AF-15. Right. And that's the fine. did they sell or did they not sell? Because I'm sure they have this conversation. What books sold, what books didn't. They're, they're big books. Yeah. To see if whether they need to have more people bring those next time, or if, or, or or if they're if they're like on a circuit and they know, hey, make sure these books are there, or whatever. Or, hey, maybe I have a queue of like ten AF15s waiting to be graded. Right. Maybe I should move those up. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe to capitalize on that momentum. But what about if I work for CGC and I have an AF15 in queue? What's that going to do? Right. Now you have. Now what's that data going to lead? To happen, right? Is it going to lead to faster service, which is fine. I'm a firm believer you take care of your own. But number two, is it going to lead to a more accurate, like, like percentage because of the, the you know, the market value of the book? Oh, a, a preferred grade. Oh, preferred That's grade That's the word too. I was trying to look for. I didn't want to say manipulate. Right. No, but a prefer, preferred, a preferred grade. grade. Yeah. But that also leads to them knowing that now they know that percentage because they, they charge a percentage for those blue chip books not not a, Which not is a flat fee fucked up yeah right because the same process it's the same exact same process. process but they know you're gonna get more money i'm like that's great but what if i'm not selling it right. what if I'm just like we've always said like if we ever hit the collection that has an action one a detective 27 yeah. uh all-star comics eight like we're gonna have to take out a loan to get these books created because <laughs> we're looking tracks. at like multiple thousand, like twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. Second mortgage on the house yeah. just to pay for that. Just pay for that grading. <laughs> yeah, for the grading, right? So, but yeah, you sell the grade, you know. Yeah, but it's yeah, it gives it, it gives CGC more data to oh. do with as they please because now they can contact the cons, now they can contact the auction houses. I could contact their websites that they're their partnered websites and say, hey, look, these books are pinging. These books are showing hot. Get these books out there in yeah. the market. Yeah. Push them out quicker. Push them out yeah, quicker. Yeah, they're, they're selling better data to cons and the prominent sellers. Read Pop, Comic Con, Fan Expo, you know, even the artists themselves or even people that have sold a heritage. They could tell heritage, hey, you might want to put all these books in this next auction. Right. Yeah. You know, just because. But what does that do? You know, if they tell Heritage, put all these books at your next auction, what does that do? Dude, Heritage makes money. CGC makes money. But they also have a targeted database of people that were looking for those books. Yeah, but they, they start so, sending those. So they have gotten. targeted marketing with higher turnover and higher retention rates. Oh, true, right. We all, we all get those emails. Yeah, you're going to hey, get that this, email. This book is hitting. Is hitting uh, yeah, uh, this record. book is hitting. Those are the generic ones. But you know what? Maybe they'll say, they'll send me and Paul, hey, guys. Heritage is going to have this AF-15 up next next auction, but they might send you the X-Men 1 because that's what you're looking for. True. You get me? But so I, it creates but I still targeted database marketing. Right. Because I got the, the, the email for the for the, for the the Detective Comics. As soon as it went up uh, on auction, hey, this, it's up yeah. on auction. Go to Heritage. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with that? Yeah, You yeah. know that that's going to get into yeah. like a million dollars? I'm, I'm not going to pay for that. But this also... 
Yeah, but we talk about we, we're talking about big books too. Like we're using them as an example. Yeah, but, but I'm telling you, the money is the, the money is in the small books because of the quantity. Right, yeah. you're making less margin, but you're getting more volume right. out of it. It's it's hey guys, take you know first appearance of gambits. Send take first appearance of Deadpool's. Take the smaller books, yeah, not the, these blue the, chip the, books. The books, the books are not all dollars. the money. Yeah, we're using the blue chip books as right. examples because they have the highest margin. Right. right. That, those are the ones they get a percentage on. Right. Yeah. The other ones are right. just getting yeah. a fee. But you can sell, but CUC can sell, a CUC can sell that data. Yeah, which is what we said. They sell it to yeah. the cons and they tell all their vendors, right. guys, these are the top 10 books that people are looking for. Right. Mm-hmm. Bring them if you have them because there's a higher chance you're going to sell it. Exactly. Right? So because what does that do? That makes vendors that have those books more susceptible to going knowing that there's a greater chance that they'll sell those books right because vendors what they want to do is they want to leave the con empty or they could send those oh. books into cgc to get them graded for these cons yeah express them so there you go yeah. more money you're sending in books you're sending in express grading right you're paying for that expedited service because if you have a you know if, if a sokatano was a big hit a megacon 2022 they get an info from cgc hey send in your sokatanos because they were they were hot for next year, mm-hmm. the people are going to start sending in those books in just to have them ready for next year. Exactly. And yep. there's going to be a higher... One of the biggest things that we noticed during the pandemic is a lot of sellers were selling books to each other. Oh, At yeah. one point, that book's life cycle ends with the collector. Yep. Like, that collector will get that Asokatano, and they'll keep it in there. And they might sell it 10 years down the road, but it's gone out of the circuit. Right. So now there's potentially less of those. Correct. Out there. But... The other thing is, CGC is partnered up with some selling sites, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. What are those selling sites? Uh, Mice Labs. Mice Labs is one. Hip Comic is another. So now there's a urgency or a benefit by CGC knowing this data first to be able to tell their prominent members that sell on Hip Comic and Slabs Comic, hey, guys, you got any Asokotanos? Hey, guys, you got any Gambits? Because they're going. Oh, no, yeah. So when you go to myslabs.com, that splash page will have the Ahsoka Tano's, mm-hmm. the Deadpool's, whatever data she's giving them is going to pop up right on their splash page. Yeah. Yeah. So they put up the sales that people are viewing now because they have to more than anything else. Right. You know? And since you looked it up, they're going to send you the targeted marketing list because they're going to have Jimmy's profile. Oh, shit. He looked up Ahsoka Tano. He looked up... Um, I don't know. Uh, first Robin, and he looked up uh, First Harley. Okay, so when those books come up, hey, Jimmy, did you know that we're selling three nine eights Batman Adventures 12? You know, you might want to check out the auction starting at $1. Yep. Yeah. Because it creates that urgency, that FOMO, that whole thing inside of you that, you know, they want you to go there. Yeah, it's just that it's, it's another avenue to get you. Yeah. It's another avenue to picking to hook you on buying the book that you've been looking for, and how do they know you've been looking for it? Because you're searching. You're searching. You're searching. For, yeah. Which, you know, that's kind of how almost everything online works. Oh, that's how Google works. That's how Google Amazon works. works. I mean, that's how everybody guys, works. It's, yes, everything is important, but we are in the data-rich uh, time period that data is power. Everything is data-driven, yeah. Everything, whether it's your car uh, payment, your mortgage, the insurance company you're using, whether, you know, the three of us are all next to each other right now and AT&T knows that we're together. You know, whether it's, I mentioned I want to go on a trip to Japan and all of a sudden IG starts sending me targeted uh, posts. Explore Japan, you know. Which, 
anything online that's free, it's not. You're paying for it with your user information. I mean, we all know that. Most people click the, the I agree button without thinking because yep. it's just, it's there. We've been doing it for so long. You can read, there's like 20 pages about your privacy. It uses that information. That's how they, that's why it's free because right. they're using something else to pay for it. Alexa is a perfect example of that. Alexa is oh. always on because it has to be on for it to work because it has to hear itself. It has to hear, Alexa, what's the weather like today? Right. You know, and, and it records my series off. It records those three seconds before and those three seconds after that take it into data. Yeah. And you're assuming everything else doesn't get recorded. Right. It really does. But it does. And it goes that, into the integrity of the company. Yeah. Correct. Do they disregard it or do they keep it in their back pocket? Which it, it's supposed to clear itself it. out. But the reason why it's on it records you because that's how it learns. That's how it becomes better at listening to your voice. Yeah. And what you like. Same thing with those voice activated remotes from Comcast and stuff. They're always on because it needs to know. No, you have to press the button for it to be on. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Like Siri, I only have it. I have to press the button for it to work. I don't don't want it to always be on. Yeah. No, but for the Comcast, like my mom, that's how she gets on Netflix. She'll press a button and say, Netflix. (laughs) But the more you use it, the more it recognizes your voice, especially for your mom. Like I'm sure at the beginning, it, it, it didn't want to listen to her. It, it, I mean, it, I don't want to listen to her. So. No, but like, you know, it, if you have an accent, it takes a while for it to learn it, and then eventually it, it picks up on it, yeah. and it understands what you're, what you're saying. So Anything that's voice activated is like that. So it has to record and keep your information to be able to use it. It's all data mining is what yeah. the term is called. Mining, yes. That's, Very that's simple. Search for something online, and you're going to see, in like a day or two, on it, while you're scrolling through Instagram, you're going to see an ad for something you scrolled or bought. Yeah. A day or two, or an hour or two. Yeah. Or George or is looking for something you. on his phone, given it's using the modem on the IP, it pops up on his girlfriend's phone. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. for example, I was getting her something for her birthday, and the next day, an ad for it popped up on her phone while she's sitting next to me, and I'm there cursing, you know. Damn, everything. no shit. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Why? Because it hit on the IP. Right. So yeah. the IP ad just is saying, hey, somebody in this house wants this, so let me just flood the market. All right. So that's why you have to be smart and you always have to ask the why, guys. That's why we're saying. Mm-hmm. But CGC isn't the only player in town. Nope. There's also CBCS. Those are the two prominent grading companies. Let's be real. And it's funny. CBCS came out with a... With a statement right after with, CGC. Uh, I think yeah. the Wendy's uh, Twitter handler yeah. <laughs> took over took CBCS. Over the they said CBCS is keeping the notes and therefore the entire community, not just prominent members of the community. Yes. Yes. That's a slap if I ever saw one. Oh, they bitch slap CGC with yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a shot across the bow because you can go to CBCS and look up any certification, yep. and if there's notes, it's there for everyone to see. Yep. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. You're doing it for everybody in the community. You shouldn't. No company should dictate their business model based on what a handful of people say. Correct. It should right. be, because at the end of the day, it's the consumer. Right. It's not the prominent members that are driving it. Right. The prominent members is just in their benefit. CGC is just was charging you for something they had already done just for you to have access to it. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> you're paying that grader fee, so why can't you get the grader notes, right. you know? So, I don't know. I think it's all interesting, and it's all, it. everything should be looked at with a magnifying glass and just ask the why, guys. That's what this podcast was for. What's interesting is that the, it's, it, it's obviously like a, a multi-step process with CGC, right? Because in December, they came out with the greater notes for free, which weren't. No, exactly. Then they come up with a label mid-year. Which? So is there a third step? There absolutely is. I'm sure we'll And we something. will be doing it 
once they announce it. So. I'm sure they'll they'll you know, we're gonna hear something before December. I think so. Same time. I think so. I think we'll hear something November December. Yeah. Like give it five six months. Like yeah. hey, this worked. Now we're doing this. Yeah, they can't dump all this stuff out in one shot. They have to do this step by step. Because if you dump it out in one shot, you're able to connect the dots better. Correct. Now it's like. And I'm not saying they do it. A lot of companies do it. Yeah. Right. Marketing is smoke and mirrors. Of course. It's like, hey, guys, let me distract you with this shiny new toy while I'm doing everything else on the side. Right. right. You know, it's it's magicians. The art of the distraction. Yeah. I have you looking here, not here. Right. So thank you for coming down the rabbit hole with us. But I don't, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're done. And yeah. now, mind you guys. As buyers and sellers, I think we could I could speak for the three of us here. We're still going to use CGC. Of course. Yeah. So we're still using them. We're going to be a little bit more cautious in our bur- in our purchasing patterns when we buy graded books. I yeah. think that's only fair, and I think everybody should do the same. Yeah, and I think if you take anything out of this podcast is, you know. Buyer beware. Buyer beware, yes. As with anything. Right. We... Guys, like we're used to a new normal. We're used to a normal with CGC. Now you have to reconsider that new normal and take into consideration these happenings and adjust. Yeah, it just it bothers me that they've taken away the ability of the buyer to get a quick snapshot of what might be an issue with the book. And now, mind you, also this is also for a smaller segment of books. Right. You're not gonna you're not gonna look up a nine eight gambit. Because no. a nine eight is not missing anything. It doesn't have staples removed. It's not married pages. Does it? We don't know. We well, know if that. it's not, even if it's not in the greater notes, like if I, I mean, buy a nine eight and I look at the greater notes, but doesn't says, that make you want to look at the greater notes for everything now? I look at the greater notes for everything already. Yeah, but I could see the average buyer just being, oh, it's a nine eight. But with these changes now, a nine eight, I want to look up the greater notes yeah, like, just to see if there's anything in there that might not be listed because yeah, now like, you don't, you know, you don't know. Like I would like to see now if there's actually significant things that we thought were significant that now they're not putting. So but significant is a very. Vague. Subjective, yeah. vague word. Well, that's why it was left like that yeah. because what's it? It's it. It could be we two different definitions. We we could have three different definitions yeah. of that. Yeah, of what's of what's significant. You mentioned earlier. Um, what if a notebook ha- had a, an ad for for uh, exactly? For, so for it says it incomplete. Does affect story? Does not affect story? So if it's missing an ad page, that might be insignificant. So they might not put it on there. But what about if that ad is the ad for Action Comics 1, for TMNT 1, for Detective 27? Those are significant pages. Whether but it's to an me, ad or not. But see, I don't think it's significant because I don't think that will be a first appearance. It's an ad. But we had this conversation about yeah. what's a first appearance. Do ads count? Hey. So it's is it significant for me or you? So, But again, it'll be noted on the notes. Just it won't right. be noted on the label. But yeah. not on the label. Right. So now you won't know. If now you won't page. know unless you look it up. Right. Exactly. Because let's be real, if I'm buying a Goobly Gook one, which is a TMNT yeah. preview, you just like saying Goobly Gook. I do. Um, that's the only reason you would get that book, right? Right. That's. I mean, there's so many situations. I can't think of them right now, but there's so many situations like that that you want the ad page. Oh, right. what's that? Um, the Malibu one. Yeah, the Spawn Malibu one. Sun, the one with Spawn on the cover. Spawn, but that's no. the back cover. Yeah. That's the back, back cover. cover yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the first Spawn you see. Oh, it's a back cover, so it's a little different. But still, that you I mean it's on the back cover. I I think there's in the inside too. There's a. I think there's another one. Yeah. I think guys, Rust. We'll, I think it is. Yeah, Rust is yeah. yeah. What we try to do with these podcasts is to inform you. You know, we don't want you to buy into the FOMO. We want you to be an educated consumer. We want you to do what's right 
doesn't matter who it costs money for because at the end user, we're the ones that create the hobby. Yep. Mm-hmm. The buyers, the collectors. We're the prominent. We're the... The prominent. The unofficial prominent yes. members of the community. Again. Well, not us. I'm saying like the, yeah. the actual community itself. I mean, the like community the should have the yeah. power, right? Not certain people in the community. Yeah. Well, again, what's their definition of prominent? Yeah. For them, it's the five people, the ten people. Except whoever people, gives not, you the most not, money, man. Whoever gives you the most money. Usually, <laughs> that works. I mean, like we always say, guys, follow down the rabbit hole. Ask the why. Why did these people create graded comics? Why did these people create graded video games? Right. Who was submitting those va- those video games to get graded? Like, come on. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know, when you're running a Fortune 500 company and you're a president or a vice president or a director of the company, you need to say with anticipation, like, hey, I, Jimmy, am selling 5,000 shares of this company. Why? It's to inform the consumers, full transparency. Right. If I am the president of CGC and I am sending books to Heritage, I you should know that those books are coming from the president of CGC. Oh, yeah. That's a whole can of worms, though, because now, yeah, exactly. now you go into, like, buyers and sellers that aren't listed. They want to keep it private. And now we don't know. Are they just selling within themselves to drive up prices? I mean, that's a whole other... That's, if you are prominent in the community, like you say, whether you're an officer of the grading company or the auction house, that should be listed. Yeah, that should be full transparency. Yep. I mean, we've we've already seen there's been issues with that already. But that's another podcast for yeah. another day. I think so, because that's uh that's another one of our hard hitting podcasts. Yeah, hard hitting. <laughs> so yeah, so let us know what you think, guys. Um, did you go down the rabbit hole? Did you make this connection? Were you as weary as we were at the beginning, or do you, is it not going to change your opinion of anything? Right. Yeah. Are you going to change your buying patterns because of it? So. Are you, just, are you just going to DM Jimmy every time you find a, a, a CGC book? Jimmy, I need help. Yeah. Hey, DM me, guys. <laughs> I will get back to you, and I will let you know. I mean, it's only fair. Slide into those DMs. Yeah. But, you know, Marvel Poppy, he loves it when you slide. <laughs> you can, but I don't have a paid account, so I won't be able to help you. I'll just forward him to Jimmy. <laughs> so You'll say, like, my wife has the paid account. <laughs> yeah. My wife. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. We've gotten so much traction off that joke. So (laughs) let us know in the comments and DMs, guys. And then until next time, see you. So what, did you get like 20 DMs this week? 15. 15? Damn. That was an off week. They were were quiet. They were were quiet. I think they were on vacation. Could be. Memorial Day. Yeah.